0: Hey, I hope you're doing good. This is Jai. I just want to let you know that I've got a free workshop coming up for my wedding photographer friends on June 22nd. You can register over at JaiLong.co on my website. And you know, with COVID-19, a lot of my wedding photographer friends have been hit really hard. And I know we've got one of the busiest seasons ahead of us. So it's the perfect time to sharpen the skills, learn some new things, join the community and just say hi. So I'll see you over there. You are listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break, episode number 43. On the show today, we have Daniel joining us. And Daniel has his own podcast, if you haven't heard of it yet, it's called Social Origin and it's all about, it's for creative entrepreneurs and it's all about culture, creativity and business and lately he's been doing a lot of stuff on racism and on culture and he's been doing some live TVs and some interviews and things like that on his podcast and on his Instagram live and it's been really good, so informative, so good to watch, so much stuff has been happening lately with the Black Lives Movement. Happening over in the US and then also happening over here in Australia as well. You know, a lot of people are learning a lot. Um, there's really good conversations that have been had. There's some amazing stories that have come out. Um, there's so much positivity that has come out lately. You know, you see whole communities supporting each other. And I think now more than ever, people have a voice. They have platforms to share their stories, their experiences, and people are listening. So I think it's such an important time in history right now so i'm really excited that daniel is here to shed some light on you know the black lives movement and um him as a creative entrepreneur here in australia and you know so much more this episode is about an hour's long so i'm not going to hold you up on this intro and we're going to dive straight in I've never done a podcast like this with full production going.
1: Cool. What they, okay. <laughs> um, one friend who's a videographer said he said he does the clap just so he can. Oh, the so other. everything syncs up? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I know Morgan because Morgan does all my editing, so yeah. I never usually care about him, but yeah. like I should do stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, here's all the here's all the cards. Make yeah. this work. And yeah. Like, oh
1: man. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan, so we love you. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. Hey guys, I am in my studio. It is night time. Don't usually do podcast episodes say so, so late, but we got Daniel here. and Daniel is a really good friend of mine. He's his wife actually is on my course, the six figure business map. she helps she's helping wedding photographers at the moment, go through that with Pinterest and you know it's something that I don't know a hundred percent about. so I called in the experts and I think that's a really good thing to do. Um, but Daniel has got a podcast as well called Social Origin and really good podcast. I love for you guys to go over and check it out. And he's also just an all-around entrepreneur. So I'm excited to have him here and and chat with you. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Jai, literally, you are the legend, mate. And uh, <laughs> I told you this before, but I'm like, you're actually probably the coolest coolest person i know so i'm like hey here we go oh, like, that's all, nice all love, all love so thanks for having me today
0: hear that Lelu? that's that's my wife no <laughs> no one ever says that to me
1: <laughs>
0: she'll say don't let that get to your head
1: <laughs> i love it I
0: love yeah um hey i want to talk to you about oh, a whole lot of things but one of the first things i want to actually ask you about the movement that's happening right now in the u.s and actually around the whole world yeah. black lives matter yeah. it's happening right now we're in the thick of it right now yeah and you are not in america even though you come where where do you come from
1: yeah so um if you can't tell by my accent um I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, uh, in the the United States. So that's right in the middle, right in the the heart of America. and um, I've been in Australia now for about six years. I came over originally to study uh, and then you know what, met a girl, fell in love, and the <laughs> rest is history, as they say. Um, and I, I absolutely love uh, Australia, but uh, yeah, it's wild to see everything that's taking place um, in in America right now and, I've been talking with different friends, family back home um, about what's happening in real time on the ground, and uh, mm-hmm. and it's it's really really challenging to to see because um, so many people, that, honestly, people's hearts are breaking, mm-hmm. um, and it's not just a social media thing. It's actually it's a real thing, and I I think that um, it's so important for uh, people to to do this, to really sit down and have conversations so that there can be more understanding, if that makes sense.
0: Oh, 100% makes sense. So um, my understanding is you have friends right now, you have family right now, you have, you know, siblings, everybody out there on the front line going through all this stuff right now. Yeah, yeah. How does it look um, from, like, an outside perspective? From You're not in, you know, the U.S. right now, you're here in Australia. Like, how does it look looking inwards?
1: Yeah, it's, um, honestly, it's wild because... I think about it um, from the standpoint, like coming coming to Australia and not like, I'll, I'll say it like this. I didn't realize how much anxiety, and that's actually how I would describe it, how much anxiety um, is produced by a system that oppresses. Um, so think about it. if you've ever experienced anxiety, which a number of people do um you you know what it feels like sometimes it just feels like it's overwhelming you, you can't work you you can't see any way through it's just more stress than you can you can actually uh, work through you can't you can't mentally psych yourself out of it um I didn't realize I was living under a system like that until I came to Australia honestly it felt like there was a weight off my shoulders it was like hey wait I'm as I'm walking around and, and I'll give an example um you know as a young black man, walking through the streets of of st louis it could be anything riding my bike whatever um if you were walking down the street and someone saw you of another ethnicity if they were white or you know they'd cross the street because they didn't want to walk next to you this is pre-covid this is just walking down the street being a black male i don't want to walk next to him because something bad might happen that's the thought process and connotation and really the experience um that i've had uh, as as a, 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 an African American male, um, and then I know countless of other people have had, and um, and so coming to Australia, and and I always thought that that would be my experience. So sometimes when you when you when you've experienced one thing, you think that the the rest of the world is that way, um, and and I'd say to you guys if, wherever you're listening, if you're listening in the states, the great thing is the the rest of the world is not that way. There is hope. There is. A new opportunity um but it's it's so it's so unique because being able to just come to a place and just be myself and people got to know me for who daniel was not for um this is just another black face in the crowd and this is just Mm -hmm. another dangerous person that we need to watch to make sure they're not going to do something that's going to be damaging anyway it's Yeah. yeah it's um coming to australia it really shifted and i would say allowed me to kind of come into my own come into my come into myself if that makes sense
0: yeah absolutely um i have done a little bit of work in the u.s i've spent a little bit of time over there and i've done a lot of travel and one thing was when i first went to the u.s um this is something that i want to um say here Is in Hollywood movies Mm. Like growing up as an Australian Like I'm innocent an Australian Watching Hollywood movies It feels like You know America really portrays things as equal rights Like it's very equal It's very um, I don't know Like it feels like Oh everyone just gets along Blah 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 And I remember the first time I went to Los Angeles And then I went inland A little bit like Utah Arizona and places like that And I realized so quickly That I was like, this country is so much more racist than like, even though it's such a multicultural country, like people literally segregate themselves. They're like you Mm. say, like walk on the other side of the streets. Like there is so much. And I just did not. That was actually one of the things that blew my mind. And just to say like one other thing, like I've traveled all around like India and Thailand and third world countries. I was actually more culture shock when I went to the US than wow. any other country. Because when I went to other countries, I expected it to be a certain way. I was like, oh, yeah, like I've seen it on TV or yeah. whatever. But when I went to the US, because it was so different to what I expected, I was yeah. like, oh, my God, this is incredible. Yeah. Like so different to Australia. Yeah.
1: It's it's wild. Um, I, studied, uh, I studied at university in, um, in Indiana. I studied at a small school called indiana Wesleyan university i studied business marketing and entrepreneurship and it's in a small town literally a college town um where there's like there's one strip with all the shops and then there's just the university and then there's locals that live there but largely it's there the the town is kind of centered around the university um and an interesting experience when i would come from st louis to indiana um there'd be certain towns there'd be certain cities i couldn't stop in because there are active KKK sales there. And wow. it would be better for me to run out of uh, out of gas, out of petrol on the side of the road than for me to try to stop to get petrol in the wrong town and location for fear mm. of, of my life. And um, and that was, I went to school in, you know, 2014. Like, like that wasn't that long ago. Yeah, this is you not, know?
0: you're not talking about the 60s. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm yeah. like, it's,
1: it's <laughs> literally, I'm like, uh, as a, you know, as... I'm I'm 28. It's it's literally that was not that long ago and they just and you just knew these are certain places that you don't stop. Mm. Um there's a there's a thing um a thing a saying that's called uh, driving while black. Um and it's just one of those things where you know if you're if you are a black person or black man, black black female, um you're more likely to get stopped by the police for a random check mm. just because it's like just Oh yeah. just because um your days interrupted imagine if you had somewhere to go you know all of those things it's it's just because um of the color of your skin um it's yeah it's wild
0: one of the one of the things i've got a really good friend that um lived in arizona actually amazing family um they lived in Arizona, they lived in a little town called Tucson, and they're very like, you know, Ford, alternate, they're vegan, like yeah. all that kind of stuff. Not what you'd imagine from Tucson. Yeah. So yeah. when you go to Tucson, it's very like gunslinging, yeah. like, you know, it's like the Wild West out there. <laughs> I've
1: been to Tucson. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah.
0: a very Wild West. But one of the amazing things was, um, so it's like to paint a bit of a picture for you, we went down to the pub one day with a few friends. And when we went down to the pub, their local pub, they all like holster, like him and his friends all holster guns on their on their belts. So, they go to the pub and then to get into the pub, you have to take your gun off and your knives, put them all at the front of the pub before you go in. Then we went in and I was mind blown by that. I was like, what? So, you've got a gun and then they're going to give it back to you when you're drunk. And then we got it back. Um, when we're drunk, we walked out at midnight. Um, they're giving back all their guns and everything. Everyone hops into the U and there's too many people in there and they drink driving home. And the next wow. day I was like, well, how did we like, how did that ever happen? And everyone in that room all said... The only people that get caught or pulled over is if you're brown or black yeah. in this state. Yeah. It's like it's the most unfair shit. But if yeah. you look at anyone that's on the side of the road or the most shootings in Arizona yeah. is like black people in cars, they get pulled yeah. over by police. Yeah. Like they were showing me all the stats. And these guys are, you know, they're very forward people. So yeah. these are the guys that are like they are very aware of what's happening. But yeah. I was mind blown by Yeah.
1: That. Yeah. It's 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 honestly wild. And I think um, a number of people and and i'll say this because oftentimes when we look at the media and we we talk about we've talked about this before but when we look at the media things are portrayed one way and all, and because media is a business like anything else mm-hmm. um they're not necessarily in it for honesty they're more so in it for a paycheck people at the end of the day they're trying to make a living doing this so in order to do that they need eyeballs which can give the it lends itself that it's going to be skewed whatever you you're hearing whatever you're listening to, um so sad to say, by showing more and more black people and um, being shot on the street and and cr- kind of creating this narrative that really is tra- tragedy, it actually um it sells sadly it sells. Um, and so we're having these messages kind of pumped at us. This is what, this is who you are. This is what your existence is. I'm not talking about what we're just seeing right now. I'm talking about growing up. Yeah, forever. Questioning who I am as, and, and, and you know, all I wanted to do, my dream was to graduate from high school. It was like, I couldn't dream a lot further past that. It was like, <laughs> my dream was to graduate from high school because, and I've said this in previous uh, interviews, but... The year I graduated from high school, in my city, um, 64% of African-American males didn't. So the odds were always stacked against me. And if I and I only had to turn on the news to have the rest of the world tell me how much the odds were stacked against me. Mm. Um, and in African-American communities, um, it's so hard for people to really, really... See the light and have hope and redefine themselves and break out of the the mold. When I moved to Australia, uh, people's perception was, "Hey, they don't like black people in Australia." And I said, "Who who told you that? You know, and no one did. No one had said anything. No one told them, them that, that 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 Australians didn't like black people." The perception is that your reality is reality, mm. and and just that. That being spoken through media and saying, "Hey, this is who you are. This is what you can do. This, these are the mishaps and the failures and all this and that." It actually becomes a self self fulfilling prophecy. Oh, totally. Well, yeah. Mm.
0: It's interesting. Like we were just talking about media before. Um, right now, like you have a podcast. I have a podcast. Um, it's funny how it's all shifting, and it's funny now. Like a lot of people say, "Oh, life used to be easier back in the day when you just watched the news and you knew like it was black and white." Yeah and now why is there so much gray and it's like no now people have a voice you're no longer being fed the same thing you can actually see what's happening and i think it is so incredible that now people have more power than the media like literally more people now i can see are pulling down big businesses or they're doing making so much change and like that i've just never even thought that was going to happen and you know like i grew up with like those kind of parents that were like, don't listen to the media because they're telling you the wrong things. And I always thought my parents were like conspiracy theorists. Yeah, yeah. But as I get older, like when I turn on a TV now, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. they're saying this to people. Yeah. They're putting fear into people. Like yeah. this is mind blowing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So being from St. Louis, the, um, there was a time when Mike Brown um, was was shot and killed by police. This was really kind of the first... Uh, publicly televised, social media, rioting in the streets, uh, protests, like kind of really Black Lives Matter activated m- like moment really um, in, in the modern kind of 21st century. Um, and, and it actually happened the week that I left and came to Australia. The week I left and, and flew, I landed in, in Australia yeah, Two wow. days later, Mike Brown was shot and killed in, in St. Louis in my like 15 minutes from where I grew up. And I'm looking at all of this on TV and I'm like, I can't believe this. I can't believe that this is happening in modern society and culture today that something like this could just happen. And, and if it was 15 minutes from my house, it could have been me or it could have been my brother or it could have been mm. my relative. Like it could have been anyone.
0: Mm, totally.
1: And... The reality for me set in, I didn't have a voice to be able to speak into that situation in that circumstance. Now, I don't think that we need to live there in that place always, but I think when things like this happen, we have a responsibility to to speak and inspire and motivate and share. And so that's why we started our, our, our podcast, Social Origin. And it was really all about, it's all about culture, creativity, and business. Um, And I would say this falls into the element of culture, really understanding, okay, what is what is reinforcing our society today? What's what's creating this culture? What have we bought into Um, and what do we need to say? Hey, we're going to reject racism as a culture and society globally right now. We reject this and we want not just change on paper. We want to actually see change in every aspect of we life we want to see change we want to see change yeah and i literally um and that's what i that's what and what i would say is the result of people without a voice is rioting
0: yeah you know absolutely hey i want to ask you something in a little bit here that's a little bit like deep and personal um i know like when i grew up like we had a lot of domestic violence in my house so I guess like sometimes my house, my home didn't feel safe because as a boy, like you'd go in and then my dad would be beating my mom and stuff like that. And I just wouldn't know what to do. And like, I don't have a voice over my dad or anything like that. So you get anxiety and you get all these things. Um, I don't know what it's like to live in a country where the country's your home and your home is treating you that way. Like your parents are treating you that way um, in a sense of like your community, the people that you call, you know, brothers and sisters the people that literally live in the same country and they're literally citizens of the same country and they and they treat you like this like how does that make you feel in a sense of like i know you said anxiety before but like living in a country that that does that to you like how does that make you feel
1: honestly i would say well firstly i I would say it's hard because now i've been in australia for six years but um I I studied business, marketing, entrepreneurship, and what and what I learned at uni and what I learned in, at, at college more than really anything. I learned how to learn, and I learned to recognize what was broken, and I learned to recognize what wasn't. And I decided, and I think that and it's something you've spoken about previously: the power of of choice and the power of your decision making. Um. I decided for me that I was going to I wasn't going to operate in a broken system. Cuz I was like, "Hey, listen, if it's if it's broken and either I'm going to go fix it or I'm going to get a better system." Yeah. I personally chose to get a better system, which involved me leaving the US. But everyone can't do that. Mm-hmm. And now people it's it's come to a boiling point where people are saying, "Hey, we have to fix this." Kind of describing a little bit more to the, the aspect of what it feels like when you when you have to prove yourself innocent until you prove yourself innocent in every you're, aspect you're, of life. You're
0: guilty until you prove yourself yeah, you're, innocent. You're
1: guilty until you prove yourself innocent. I'll, I'll say it like this anytime you walk into a room you have to make sure everyone in that room knows that you're safe knows and knows that they're safe so as a black male, you have to work twice as hard to impress, to not intimidate, to prove your intellect and to try to achieve. Now that's not even anything to do with actually the workplace. This is just in a social setting. Mm. So imagine having so much like, and then you look you you look at the last dance with Michael Jordan. And say, how did he have how did he do this? How did he have such a chip on his shoulder? How did he excel? But it's, you know, they say that diamonds are made by pressure. And, and that's Absolutely. actually what's happened within the black community. We see it come out in people like LeBron James and Stephen Curry and, and all these people who've actually risen above. But that pressure for others actually can be so damaging that, that diamonds can't come out of it. It actually just leaves people damaged.
0: Mm.
1: So for, for me, I, set, I saw an opportunity... To come to australia i saw an opportunity to um kind of sidestep the system and and like you talk about it's like i'm not going to wait for opportunity i'm going to go create it because as a creative and as an entrepreneur i'm like hey listen like that's broken cool this will work this i can work with that um but imagine uh, imagine a system that's actually set up for suppression so um obviously we can't talk about the future without realizing the past and the past of slavery and how it actually informs what we see today and why we see it today. I think oftentimes people look at how someone's acting and say, they're acting this way, they're acting that way. Um, rather than asking why someone is acting that way. Um, and
0: yeah, they're asking the wrong questions.
1: Asking the wrong question. If you ask the wrong question, you'll always get the wrong answer. Mm. You'll never come to truth. You'll never arrive to an honest realization. So, um, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's so heartbreaking, like yeah. all that stuff. It's 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 so interesting um, for me because I always try and relate things back to myself, yeah. you know, as we all do. Because you relate it back to your own experience. And I just think about like, I think about how I didn't have any of that. Yeah. Like I just didn't. And um, what's interesting is like, you know, I've had my own struggles, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't grow up with money and I didn't get the best education, all that kind of stuff. It's a totally different thing. But the system was still built for the opportunity for me to have it there. Like it was there and I could see it. And, you know, obviously there's like things that trying to kick you down. But um, I still have that same underdog kind of, you know, the diamond in the rough kind of mentality. Like I know that no one's going to reach out and give me a hand. I've known that my whole life. It just never was a thing. And I know that like if I want that hand, like I need to be the hand and then I can reach out for other people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think like... Like you're saying, like, you know, people in your community that are just, they're literally creating them these opportunities, but it's, it come around like it's for them to get to equal playing field to anyone else. Like you're, you're not starting at zero and zero, like you're starting to get there. And then from there you're pushing past it and then you become Mm -hmm. incredible or amazing or extraordinary or Michael Jordan. Yeah. 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 It's amazing to see like that kind of culture. And I love like the whole underdog because I come from that. I love like the underdog story. Like I love that story.
1: Yeah. And I think I think Australia, I think Australia actually encompasses the un, the underdog story in terms of, um, I think there's so much still untapped potential within Australia, from from creativity to engineering to natural resources to. There's so many brilliant minds um here, and and but I think that there's also there's also that aspect of like you still have to cut through like it's. It actually it it takes it takes work and it takes work ethic and it takes um, really a mindset that excels a, a different kind of mindset and I think um, I think in the African American community I think we see so much there there whilst there's so much challenge we also see a lot of greatness as well um, and I think that's the thing that leaves everybody begging these questions like how can this still be happening when we have people like Oprah how can this still be happening when we have people like Will Smith like it's just like and 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 we see these people who are actually the pinnacles of 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 the American ideal Mm -hmm. and and we say hey how where is the disconnect you know where is the how is there a disconnect between people who who've risen up through um but yet this is still how people are it's, it's kind it's of acceptable.
0: weird hey like it's like someone's risen up and then they become you know it's like oh there's the norm but no one else comes up you yeah. know the whole community is still down it's yeah. like why hasn't everybody just come up and gone yeah.
1: like wait a second yeah. Like, yeah 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 i totally get it so it's like all sometimes i think people especially people from the african-american community um they there's a there's an uh, an other kind of mentality where it says oh that's that's them that's not that doesn't apply to me and and to my my black brothers and sisters no actually greatness applies to you you have the opportunity for greatness um yes let's talk about mindset yeah
0: mindset is an incredible thing um like i know like i know like for myself i've got friends i've got family um that still live the life that I did when I was growing up. They still go through things. I know people that still go through domestic violence weekly. They still phone the police weekly. And it's been, you know, the last 30 years. And it's interesting how your mind is so powerful. Like now, like I have, um, the privilege of hanging out with so many different people from all around the world. I get to travel all the time. So, you know, I can be there in in Chicago, like hanging out with some people eating a pizza pie or something, or I can be in Italy, having an espresso with someone. so many people from all around the world and it's i've like learned so much about how people think and how people strive and thrive you know through just like the way that they've like oh yeah all this stuff happened to me but it doesn't matter because like this is happening this is happening and they've been able to sort of like conquer their own life and i know like we all come from like different circumstances and stuff but it's so empowering to go back to your own community and like start showing people even as inspiration like start showing people like hey things are different There can be a different way you can think yeah. differently we can act differently we can react differently and we can like make we we can actually make change we can actually start a podcast you know and like so many things and yeah. i think people just don't emphasize enough like how much it comes down to mindset
1: yeah yeah well it was interesting um when all this happened with with um george floyd being being uh, killed um kind of the week that followed, I just was going through, through going through all of the emotions and all of the different um, elements and feeling, uh, just really mourning. It was actually the morning process. I was overcome with emotion. I was just like, I don't really know how to feel or what to feel. Um parts of me thought, Oh, I left I thought I left that back in America, but now racism has reached all the way around the world and and still has aspects of my my heart that it can mm-hmm. still prick and touch. Um, and I, I, I spoke to my wife who is a white Australian and she's a beautiful human being. And I told her, my wife, I said, hey, I'm going to tell you something and this is more for me than it is for you. But I'm going to tell you, I'm not a victim. And I needed to say that for myself because if you are... If I were to take on and say, hey, I am a victim, I wouldn't be able to help anyone. Totally, I wouldn't be able to change anything. And that was how, in that moment, I readjusted my mindset to to say, as an African-American male, these circumstances, what has been done to George Floyd, what has been done to countless others that hasn't been actually showcased or shared, um, I, I'm not going to take that on as me being a victim, but I'm going to say this is not acceptable. And that was the mindset that I, I switched into in order to then be able to have a creative capacity to be able to, now I can do something. I, I couldn't sit in in being a victim. I couldn't save anyone by no, being you a can't, victim. Yeah. And, 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 and that's for me, that's the mindset I've chosen to adopt Obviously other people have chosen to adopt different mindsets and I respect that whatever decision you have made but my encouragement is is for anyone who's experiencing any sort of challenge you can you can choose to allow the circumstance to overcome you or you can decide to hey the sun's going to rise tomorrow and I'm going to get up and I'm going to do what I can and I'm going to create and I'm going to use the mind I've been given so that I can make a difference and create change you know which is cool It's incredible. It's so
0: incredible. Um, I don't want to finish this up without um, acknowledging some racists in Australia, actually. Um, Australia, like I can't say that I live in like a perfect country. And to be honest, I have personally like witnessed and indirectly been part of so much racism throughout my life when I was uh, a tradesman. I used to work on like Aboriginal communities out in Western Australia, worked on a uh, community hospital. Um, We used to work in like community towns and things like that. And... You know this is dating back uh like t- 10 years ago or so 10 9 years ago mm. um and i think like being around like some of the stuff i have been around i've like directly been in the hornet's nest where mm. you like experience stuff that you shouldn't experience and you yep. hear things you shouldn't hear and then and then from that like as a human being myself i know like when someone says like oh like australians they can be like racist and stuff yeah. like when someone says something like that I'm not in a bubble where i'm like oh no that doesn't happen i've been i'm like oh no i've been there i've seen that like i know how it is um and i think for myself like one of the worst things is and like this is something i'm learning a lot more and this is not something that like i could do Mm. back in these days but i could i didn't ever speak up i would leave the room and that was it if we're sitting around having a conversation and people start making jokes about you know aboriginals and different race and stuff like it was it's so heartbreaking especially because yeah. i grew up you know with some of my best friends aboriginal yeah. things like that um and i just leave yeah like i'll just leave and go and eat outside because it's nice and sunny outside yeah. and i don't have to worry and yeah i was like because i'm a creative i was always so different to like the people i'd work with yeah. but yeah like how have you found like australia and like um any like anything like you know you starting your business or like working with people or anything like that like how have you found australia in general
1: yeah it's funny um we did a podcast interview the other week um, with three three African-American guys, um, one being my brother who's in the States and then another gentleman who's in the States and then another one who's from, um, from uh, London. And each one had their own perspective of racism that was actually tied to their geographic location. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's either within the workplace or within, you know, it's just going through the process of life. For myself, here in Australia, I find and this was, this, this speaks to the point of that, that conversation, but I personally have found coming to Australia it's kind of it's kind of like this. You know that element of the underdog like Australians love to challenge to, to champion the underdog. That has actually been my experience because Australians know that African American males get such a bad rap in America. So me coming to Australia, they say white privilege. I would actually say, being in Australia, it's almost borderline <laughs> black privilege. It's, it's it's almost like that. Yeah, yep. But that being said, I still see racism because I'm I'm sensitive to it, of course. Because when you experience something, when you when you have a love for a people and a people group, and you experience something, you can see injustice. You can just smell it and recognize it. And it's not so much racism towards me as an African American. Because people are like, oh, we're rooting for you, we're voting for you, we we, we you know, we resonate with you, Daniel, we know you. And I'm like, oh, thanks so much for the love. But if I were a Sudanese immigrant, it'd be a totally different story.
0: Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. they, you know, there's so many, like Australia gets such a bad rap. We literally, when we have um, people trying to uh, migrate into Australia, we literally tow the boats back. Yeah like out into Indonesian waters and things like that like there's so much stuff that happens yeah that yeah. is so terrible yeah
1: it's um um yeah it's 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 wild i I think uh, and you can learn a lot from the way people are portrayed in the media really you can mm. learn a lot from the way uh a society thinks um it by watching the media and saying because really all the media is trying to do is reflect the beliefs of the people because if the yeah, people, believe they want the it, majority belief. They want the majority belief. So if the majority of people believe that Sudanese people are dangerous and this and that, and it's not, yeah, it's 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 wild. So there's, it's definitely prevalent there, um, and it's oftentimes the voices that aren't being heard that are the voices that are really, yeah, it, yeah. It's it's just challenging. It's just challenging. Yeah.
0: I think like with Australia, like we've got so much to go through and like it really does break my heart that we've got like, like I've said to you before this podcast, like Australia has such a rich culture. Mm. And, you know, like I get so jealous when I even look over, like over the gap to New Zealand and see how much they like embrace their indigenous culture and stuff and how much we uh, as a community, as a country are so ashamed. Like you can see it everywhere. And it's it's so uh, prevalent, prevalent. And like when I see it, it's just like, yeah, it's like, when are we going to start on this? When yeah. is something going to happen? Like,
1: Yeah, well, I'll tell you this one story. So before I lived in Melbourne, I, I lived up in Sydney. I lived up in Sydney for about four years and um, I was a part of a boxing gym there. Um, and that boxing gym was actually pretty much all aboriginals. It was basically aboriginal run um, and it was a mentoring program. That would just get the kids from the community there in Redfern together every morning at 6 a.m. and teach them discipline and give them work ethic and you'd have people in the community that would come and so I would go and these kids were so athletic and they you know kicked my butt and and you you'd be running and it's just you know and got to know these kids and just build relationship with these Aboriginal youth and um it was beautiful like mm. legit it was absolutely beautiful. And one day, um, I think it was the CEO of Westpac turned up, and uh, and she was there, and there were some news news crews there, and you know it was cool, and I was like sweet, and I was there in boxing, and then all of a sudden, next thing I know, I'm on the news, and I'm like, I'm in the background, <laughs> like, hey, what's up, guys? You know, it's like, and I didn't say anything. I was like, I'm I'm actually not Aboriginal. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, it's so funny but it's like oh, hey listen we're on the news here we yeah, go yeah yeah, here we go <laughs> Hold on. We're, 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 they you
0: give you a microphone yeah, and the like, next, <laughs> next minute you get an interview yeah, and you yeah. like start standing up so. <laughs> i love it
1: you oh, know what man. i mean but there's like what you said there's such rich cultural heritage within the aboriginal people and the indigenous people of of australia and there's so much that they can teach us in just in living um as an american learning the story of the aboriginal people back in America and then now coming in and actually meeting aboriginal people and and seeing um yeah just the 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 joy and the the vibrance of the culture Mm. I just think and and I've never met people who are more connected to land oh yeah absolutely you know what I mean and Mm. and it's not about the land it's like yeah land has a property value but it's, it's not about the value of the property it's actually about the the heritage and the history and the memories it's beautiful
0: yeah and the stories yeah. yeah yeah um hey i want to talk to you about we were talking about podcasting before and yeah. i know you got a course coming out you've yeah. got some things you've been working on yeah. i want to know what are you excited about right now as a creative entrepreneur what are you working yeah.
1: on yeah okay working on a bunch of stuff mate it's um it's fun i, I love the process of creativity as you know um so i've written a course it's called podcasting one-on-one and so it's, you can find it on our website social origin but essentially my goal was i wanted to help small businesses especially during this COVID time mm-hmm. i wanted to help small businesses get the message get uh, deliver value effectively to their community build a community build an audience and just deliver value so um i wanted to just make it as easy as possible for people to start their own podcast because um really, and, and as you know, podcasting, it's one of the best ways, one of the most um, prevalent kind of up and coming ways, emerging ways to be able to just spread messages, educate, so value. So being able to do that has been so much fun. And then on the flip side of that as well, my brother and I, so my brother's over in the US. We've been working with a number of different clients to actually help them deliver awesome content and, and create some really, really incredible podcasts. Um, and, and so we just recently, we did a book launch for a company, um, which is called BBT. And it's funny, uh, this gentleman wrote a book. He's, his name is David Stewart. He's an African-American. And funny funny thing was, he's actually the wealthiest African-American in the U.S. Um, and they found out about us through through our podcast wow. and it's <laughs> wow. literally like i'm like i'm talking like sorry oprah sorry yeah. jay-z like get out of the way get out of the way <laughs> um and we we were able to build relationship with him through our podcast and it's um, incredible and absolutely absolutely sick and so um now we're able to help them start and launch their own podcast as well so it's cool because really and you understand this for me business is relationship mm. Uh, before, before anything, it's, it's actually like, let's actually just get to know each other as people and have that appreciation. And then off the back of that, we can see what we can do. Um, you talk about this all the time and I'm so inspired by it. Um, the creative entrepreneurial journey, um, is one that you, you, you do have to back yourself. But it also provides that you have to continue to learn you have to continue to grow and and innovate and um, yeah so that's what that's what i've been been doing and working on and doing that here in melbourne but also stateside as well
0: podcasting is so fun isn't it and it's it like so connects you with so many people yeah. gives you so many opportunities i think for me like i started my podcast and this is like crazy when i started a podcast I said to myself I'm going to do a weekly episode for at least a year and wow. it's almost been nine months and I've done one every week and I can't wow. believe it. Yeah, mate, It's a pretty hard thing but I think in the last nine months I've grown my audience so much. Not so much just grown my audience but like uh, my audience has grown to know me more so much. You know, to being able to like fall in love with what I do and like I can spread my message and I think that is such a powerful thing to be able to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'd love to ask you some questions if that's Yeah, cool. absolutely. Sweet, let's do it okay i want to ask all right how have you formed (laughs) this mindset around a creative entrepreneurial journey like how how did you uh start obviously like and and also speak to a little bit of the background in your in your journey in terms of in business
0: how did i start it all started um a pretty funny upbringing actually i had a, a really interesting upbringing so um, my dad showed me how to to shoplift when I was about nine years old and I would go and shoplift with him. He would walk into a, a place, um, you know, this local supermarket and he would have a full trench coat and then he'd get me to put like stuff into his trench coat and then he would walk out the front. And at the time I didn't know that was something wrong. And he would always tell me it's not wrong because they have all the money. We don't have money. Like this is for you to eat. This is what you got to do. And so he sort of taught me that he taught me ways to get around like the system, um, And so when I was 11 years old, I got um, caught and arrested shoplifting by myself, right? Um, Parents get called, like the whole thing. And um, the police have got me, you know, they got me in this like little lockup. And they asked me like, do you realize you've done something wrong? And I'm like, no, I haven't. And I'm like, you know, I'm hungry. I've got no money. My parents have got no money. Like it's, a, you know, this is a thing. And the police were like, that's not how it is. And they kind of taught me the law right there. And then I realized like that is actually a really wrong way of saying something. So they gave me a few analogies and they were like teaching me. And I remember like dad came and picked me up and then he was telling me how I did it all wrong because you should never get caught basically. Um, But from that day, I never did anything illegal again. Like I'm sure I did some jaywalking or something. But um, it really painted the picture of of like, oh, okay. So I can't take a shortcut. So no one's going to give me a handout and I also can't take a shortcut. So my box was getting smaller and smaller. Yeah and i think from there i started working out that um if i swapped time i could swap that for money like get a job and i remember i got my first job when i was about 11 12 like picking some weeds and stuff and then straight away i started thinking like when i went to school i didn't really get taught how to get a job or how to like start a business or anything i just got taught to write a resume basically um so my mind started thinking so differently. Like my mind thinks so differently right now. Um, and I've had a few really good mentors along the way, but like, um, and people challenged me, right? So I remember when I was an electrician, I finally did my apprenticeship and I, and I was an electrician and I couldn't believe it. And then I had a mentor and he was a millionaire electrician and he went bankrupt three times in his life. he became a millionaire three times. At this stage, he was almost 70. He just went from bankruptcy to millionaire again and he was talking to me and he was asking me like, what do I wanna do in the future? And I said, I wanna educate myself a little bit more. I might um, do a little bit more education so I can one day start a business and one day do this and this. And the things that he would say to me like blew my mind because I seen him as an authority. He was a guy that wasn't in my community. He was a guy that was actually successful. And he would say, you don't have to even do an apprenticeship to be electrician you can hire an electrician and you can start the business and start making money from the electricians yeah. and he would start teaching me this stuff and then i was mind blown like i didn't need to do an apprenticeship to be a boss of an electrical company and then i realized i don't need to be a doctor if i want to start a doctor's practitioner you know I don't, I don't need to be a lawyer to start a lawyer like a law firm yeah. um and then from there like things just kept growing and growing and then i realized uh one thing that i realized was um Things are not fair. It, there's like a massive, massive um, scale of things that are not fair. And it's, it's going to surprise you what, I gonna, what I'm going to say is unfair. Education. Yeah. So with education, people get taught to go get a job. Yeah. And it's so unfair because the people that think for themselves and realize there's another way, they're the ones that get so far ahead. Yeah. And usually they come from underprivileged backgrounds or you know they've had the pressure or they've worked it out another way they didn't have the education that everyone else got and they had to figure it out for themselves. Yeah. And then they get to a, like a new destination. Mm-hmm. So I think like with, when I realized this, it it absolutely blew my mind that people don't think the way that I think. I was yeah. like, wait a second. Like I'm thinking like, is this even different? Like, you know, but I just wasn't taught this. This is like, m- this was me being able to think for myself yeah. and then not have someone tell me that, that it's wrong.
1: Yeah, Yeah. yeah. That's brilliant. And mm. that's the entrepreneurial spirit, the entrepreneurial mind, um, being willing to work it out, yeah, being willing to make some mistakes, but also learn through those processes and actually work it out. Okay. So as a creator, so n- you, now you work and you create absolutely incredible, I would say experiences. It, it could be a photo. It could be a film. It could be a course. Yeah. But you're creating experiences, I would say, with everything that you touch. So I would love to hear a little bit about the mindset around creativity and and what how you approach it, what your approach is to it.
0: Um, for me, creativity really comes down to connection and like a human. And so when people say, like, I want to get creative and go out there and make an Instagram post, like a lot of the times it's to do with something very on the surface and it can be on the surface, but also, I don't know. Like, it's not it's not really like that deep. It's not really like connecting with anyone. And I think if you're going to create something, like to get creative, it's just all about like creating a new way to to connect with someone on a deeper level. And if you can do that, then it doesn't matter what you make because it translates over everything. If you can like make something and someone looks at it and they resonate with it and they're inspired by it or they fall in love with it or they're, they're moved in some kind of, you know, some kind of emotion, some kind of way then I think uh, um, that's the creative part because everybody can just take a photo or everybody can create a podcast. But if you can do that, then you've creatively worked out, you know, the recipe for it, I think.
1: Yeah. And something that you've done that I love is you invite people into your process, like with your course. You invite people into your process and your journey. You share elements of yourself. And sometimes people... Um, oftentimes can hold their cards close to their chest, especially within business, mm-hmm. especially within creativity. People don't want to show, hey, this is what I've been working on but for fear of, oh, you know, they might take that. I guess m- my question would be, um, how do you approach inviting people into your process? And then off of the back of that, talk about your your newest online course that you're you're delivering. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's, it's actually interesting. I read a quote the other day that really kind of moved me a little bit. And it was like, someone can copy your idea or they can copy your goal, but they can't copy the execution. Mm. And that kind of blew my mind. But I've never been someone that holds back. And like I said before, like, I feel like I'm unfairly educated in the way that I am. And I don't mind sharing that because I want to see people I, like I think the world I, I am in like such a bubble, but I think the world is such an amazing place. And there's so many opportunities out there. And I think like I want to show people, you know, like leave everything else behind and let's go and like create something. Let's like build something that we're proud of. And I think, um, yeah, it's so interesting that like my I guess my mindset and my whole belief is around that. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know where I was going with that.
1: No, it's good. It's good. I think you I think you tied it up. You're trying to actually take people on a journey. You're trying to you're not just trying to create something. You're trying to Well, you know
0: what? I never got to see is when I was growing up, um, I never got to see how a business got made. I never got to see how if someone failed, if it didn't work out. I never got to see the process behind someone making a photo or someone hiring someone or anything. I just didn't see any of that. And um I think there's so much power in showing people. Like open up the curtains and go, hey guys, like I am nervous. talking on a podcast right now and this is a thing that's happening and i've got a friend here and we're doing a thing um and i'm doing it you can do it too you know you know like if i can do it you can definitely do it there's so many more people that are you know more educated than me and they've got more resources and whatever and if i can do it i'm the underdog like definitely other people can do it and so i think yeah it's like just allowing people into that process yeah
1: and what i would say off the back of that it just sparked a little nugget i think people use education as an excuse to do nothing Sometimes he's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, I don't know how to do that." He's like, "Well, figure it out." You know, it's just like so many times I've been thrown in the deep and I'm sure you, you, you have as well. Mm-hmm. This is like education should never be a reason not to do something. Like you can, you can mess up, but at least mess up. You know what I mean? At least try. At least give it a go. Um, you can be afraid, but do it afraid. And I think you've done that so well because everything you've touched, you've actually put such, either if, if you didn't know what you were doing, you got someone who did to help you in that aspect, but you've done such a great job with it. So, okay, talk to us about your your, your newest course, your online course. Yeah. And where it came from.
0: <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for asking me about this. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I have been working on, it's called the Six Figure Business Map for Wedding Photographers. And this is what I realized um, when I become like I I've been doing business for a long time. I used to have a cafe and, and a bunch of things and a bunch of failed businesses as well. Um, but when I become a photographer, I realized that it was such a dark world when it, when it came to business and I realized like so many people overcomplicate it and they create something that's not, that doesn't have to be hard. And it comes down to, um, very, um, sh- I, I guess like people that think so st- st- strategically, uh, analytically, um, you know like with graphs and optimizations and things like that they're trying to like show people what business is and it's wrong like it's wrong in so many ways because it doesn't come down to that like that i mean mean, that's the stuff that you can outsource like anyone can do that stuff but when it comes down to like the stuff that's like actually makes you the person the person behind the microphone that people want to listen to or behind the camera that people want to see the photos from it's something totally different yeah and people Sometimes they put out their own spark because, you know, they're trying to copy other people or they or the way that they've done it or whatever it is. So with the with the business map, um, I want to empower people to not copy what I do. They can they can all day long, like they can sign up the course and they can do exactly what I do. But that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to empower them with new thinking of like showing them how from nothing within I, I say like within days because my mind works so fast. Within days, you could make a whole business plan and work out everything. How much money you, you need to make to give yourself a wage, like to pay yourself tax, um, superannuation, like all this type of stuff. And it's all so easy. It's all in layman's terms. If I understand it, then like I feel like everyone should be able to understand yeah. it. Yeah, that's so, so good. Yeah, that's there, there so was good. actually a quote. Um, I just want to quickly like end with this. Um, if someone can't explain to you as if you're a five-year-old, whatever it is, then they're either like trying to rip you off yeah. or they just don't know themselves. Yeah. And it comes down to all all they're trying, yeah, like rip you off, they're trying to overcomplicate it. So like, think about a phone plan. The person selling you a phone plan, they don't know what they're selling you. Yeah. And you definitely don't know. Yeah. And as a result of that, you end up paying more because you don't know if you need those extra, you know, data, SMS, like whatever it is. Yeah. But if if they don't know, like the same result. But with business, it's the same thing. If someone tells you it's hard, if someone tells you that there's like some sort of secret sauce that you don't know, then they just don't know themselves. Or they're trying to sell you something, you know, or like scam you in some way. Yeah. 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 That's so good. Yeah, man. It was so good to have you on the show, Daniel. hey where can everybody find you and connect with you and do you mind them sliding into your DMs and saying hello
1: would love it would absolutely love it um, you can check me out on Instagram at Daniel J Alexander or you can have a look at our social origin Instagram as well um, and then we also obviously have our website at social origin.net but yeah Honestly, any of those channels would be great. Easiest way is probably for, for my Instagram. But honestly, thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah, guys. And you got to jump over and have a listen to Daniel's podcast as well. There's so many gold nuggets over there. And um, yeah, thank you again, Daniel. Thanks so much. Wow, that was a packed episode. So many bombs. So much good stuff. And thank you so much, Daniel, for you know joining us on the podcast It was such a pleasure having you here. And guys, if you would like to connect with Daniel, um, head over to Social Origin, the podcast and Social Origin on Instagram as well. You can find all of his stuff. Um, Daniel also has a online course to help people and show people how to start a podcast. So I think, you know, podcasting is such a big thing at the moment and it's growing and growing. And I think it's a great outlet to have your voice, you know, shared and heard. So, if you're interested in starting a podcast, go and check your stuff out. Other than that, um, don't forget, I have the six-figure business map is just about to open for enrollment and it's only open a few days a year. So, it's really important to know when the next enrollment is and um, chuck your name on the waiting list, which you can do over at JaiLong.co. And other than that, guys, I'm sending my love. Thank you so much for liking and sharing this podcast episode. I hope you got a lot from it. I hope it was really insightful. And again, thank you. Bye.
1: Spread the love and create opportunities for the people around you. Make Your Break is brought to you by Jai Long and produced at our in-house studio, Free the Bird Productions. We love creating opportunities for you and hope you'll share this podcast with your friends and loved ones for more information on this podcast our online courses products workshops or just want to say hi we're here for you at jai-long.co.